Kingsport Sovereign Grace Church, located at 2709 Rock Springs Road in Kingsport, Tennessee, would like to invite you to listen to a message of Sovereign Grace by their pastor, Gabe Stoniker. For information and service times, visit www.ksgc.church. And now, Gabe Stoniker. We have truly a wonderful verse of scripture to look at for our message today. It's John 6, verse 37. John chapter 6, verse 37. I absolutely love this verse of scripture. I thank the Lord for this verse of scripture, and I pray the Lord will make it a blessing to us. John 6, verse 37. It says, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. That's the Lord Jesus Christ speaking. And I've titled this message, Absolute Control, Absolute Comfort. That's what this is. Absolute Control, Absolute Comfort. He said, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. That verse conveys to God's people his absolute control. And in that, they find absolute comfort. Now, let's just take a minute and break down each line of this verse and and look at it together. All that the Father giveth me. All that the Father giveth me. God truly does have an elect people. I want us to think about that for just a moment and acknowledge that for just a moment. God truly does have an elect people. I'm sure you've heard about election and God's election. And some people believe election to be God casting a vote for you and and, uh, the devil casting a vote for you. They both want you and now... The decision is yours. Where are you going to cast your vote in this election? That's not how it works. From the foundation of the world, God chose a people to save. And had he not chosen a people to save, no one would be saved. Because man in Adam, all men and women born from Adam, which is all of us, we were born in sin. We were born in rebellion against God. And our sin and rebellion would never choose God. It would never choose life. Therefore, if God left every soul alone, every soul would be damned. But God in His goodness and in His mercy chose a people to save. His election is the sweetest, most loving thing that a sinner could ever hear. That's the kindness of God toward sinners. He chose to save some people. So God truly does have an elect people. The Father truly did choose a particular people to save. And I would love to take you to verse after verse after verse to prove that to you. But we don't have time. You look that up in the scripture. God's election of his people. God chose a people to save. He is in absolute control of salvation. God is in absolute control of salvation. Who he receives to himself and who he does not receive to himself, that's in the hands of the Lord. 
He is in absolute control of that. This verse right here, John 6, 37, it is not saying he will in no wise cast anybody out, which is what so many people believe. He will in no wise cast anybody out. He receives everybody. He saves everybody. There's nothing to fear here. No need to fear this holy God. Well, it's not saying that at all. Matthew 7 tells us, Many will say to him, Lord, Lord. And he will say to, me, say to them, Depart from me, I never knew you. Be cast out into outer darkness. Be cast out into outer darkness. Why? Why? It's because man will not come to the Lord Jesus Christ on the terms of God Almighty. He wants to come on his own terms. He will not have the salvation that is in Christ alone. He wants to add his salvation to Christ. He wants to perform the work. Man wants to receive the glory. And God will not have that. It's a sad truth, but it's so. Because of our sin against him, it's just and right. Everything that God does is just and right. But Matthew 8, Matthew 13, Matthew 22, Matthew 24, Matthew 25, it tells us there is going to be a great casting out. So let's not misunderstand. As we read this, let's not misunderstand and misjudge the holy God who must punish sin and cannot clear the guilty. He said there is going to be a great weeping and gnashing of teeth when many are cast out of his sight because of their own sin, their own sin against him. But thank God he is not going to cast every sinful soul out of his presence. And it's because he chose to give some to Christ. He chose to overpower sinful, rebellious man. He said, all that the Father giveth me. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ said. Every soul that the Father has given to me placed in my hands. Jonah said, salvation is of the Lord. It's in the hands of the Lord. It's in his absolute control. The Father gives to Christ every soul he's pleased to give to Christ. It's in his absolute control. And the absolute control and the glory of that absolute control is in who he was pleased to give to Christ. Turn with me to Matthew 11. If you're following with me, look at Matthew 11, verse 25. It says, At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. That's who he chose to have mercy on. That's who he chose to give to Christ. Babes. He chose to give babes. Babes, if you think about a baby, you just think about a baby. Babes are helpless. Babes are needy. Babes are reliant, totally dependent on the one that they have been given to by God. Every soul that's born into this world was a soul given by God. The scripture says at the end of our days on this earth, the soul is going to go back to the God who gave it. So babies are given to men and women. And that's a perfect description of the ones who have been given to Christ. They are helpless 
They are needy. They are totally relying on. They are totally dependent on Christ to do everything for them. I pray that's us because that's who God gave to Christ. Souls who need Him, need Him. They know they need Him. They know they can't do anything for themselves. A baby lays there crying, I need, I'm in need. That baby cries out for its mother, knowing I can't do this for myself. That's what God's people know. Verse 28, he said, right here in Matthew 11, he said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Come to me. Who will come to the Lord Jesus Christ? Who has been given to the Lord Jesus Christ? Who has he caused to come to him? He said, the labored ones, the heavy laden ones, come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Labored over sin, burdened over sin. Is that us? Do we come to him out of need? Do we come to him out of necessity, totally dependent on him for everything? That's how God's people come. Those outside of Christ come in their own self-righteousness. They come in their own worth. They come in their own deeds. They come in their own doing. And that's not the soul that's been given to Christ. I'm sure you've heard this attitude so many times. I've heard it myself so many times. You see this everywhere. You hear this everywhere. You'll hear people say, well, I know I'm saved. If anybody's saved, I'm saved. There's no doubt in my mind. Just this confidence, this absolute confidence. That's not a heart that's coming to Christ. That's a heart that's coming to self. That's a a heart that's coming to the works and the deeds of the flesh and the false assurance of self. A heart that comes to Christ comes in need. Desperate need. A heart that comes to Christ is one that has been taught by God who Christ is. And taught by God what Christ has done to satisfy God on behalf of His people. A heart that truly comes to Christ is a heart that has his own or her own sin revealed to him and sees the inability of man, sees the true need, the desperate need. That's the soul that will come to Christ. There are two types of souls on this earth, those who desperately need Christ and those who desperately don't. God's people are made to need him. They're made to need Him. They're made to look to Him, rely on Him, cry out to Him, beg Him. Do you see many people these days begging God for mercy? Do you see people doing that? Crying out to God for mercy, mercy and forgiveness for our wretched sin against Him. Do you see that? That's the cry of the child who has been given to Christ. Back in John chapter 6, back in our text, If you look with me at verse 45, it says, It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man, therefore, that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. Every soul that has been given to Christ is truly taught of God. They hear the truth by God. They hear the truth of God. They hear the truth of man's condition. They hear the truth of God's 
holiness. They hear the truth of God's holiness. They hear the truth that they cannot do anything to satisfy God's perfect demands. Men and women open the Bible. They look at this word and they see all these demands. And and like that rich young ruler, they very foolishly, very ignorantly say, well, all these things have I kept from my youth up. I'm a good person. I do these things. The scripture says, you who desire to be under the law, do you not hear the law? Do you not hear how strict the demands of the law are? Not just in deed, but in thought and in motive of the heart. God looks all the way down into the depths of the soul. And every person who has been given to Christ will see this. They will all be taught of God. They will all see His holiness. They will all hear this truth and come to know this truth of God's justice that He must punish the soul that sins against Him. They will hear the truth of His remedy. The only remedy that there is. There's only one remedy for sin. And it's the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the sacrifice of Christ. It's the blood of Christ. It's the remedy that the Father provided for His people in the blood of His own Son. And when God's people hear that, they come running. When God's people hear there's only one remedy, and it's Christ. They come running to the Lord Jesus Christ. They come running to the only hope that there is of being raised up on that last day. Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior. God revealing this and teaching this to all of His people, that's what draws His people to Christ. If you look at verse 44 right here in John 6, it says, No man can come to me. Now, if you remember, our text in verse 37 says, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. But by nature, verse 44 says, No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him. No man or woman can come to him. The commandment is, come to the Lord Jesus Christ. You hear people say all the time, come to Christ, come to the Lord Jesus Christ. The child of God will be taught, no man or woman can, unless the Father draws me. Unless the Father in mercy gives me to Christ and draws me to Christ, I can't come to Him. You can't come to Him. Unless God reveals that to a sinner, unless God gives faith to the sinner to believe that, the sinner will never come to Christ. Without that, no man or woman can come to the Lord Jesus Christ. But if God gives and if God draws, sinners will come. If God does it, his people will come. Back in verse 37, it says, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And I pray the Lord will teach us what this means. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. Not religion. Christ said me. So many people come to religion. You know, they, I need to get back in church. I need to get in religion. So many people believe the way to eternal life is through religion. That's not so. He said, all that come to me. He didn't say doctrine. All who come to these correct doctrines. He said, me. 
Salvation is in a person. It's in the need of a person. It's not morality. Morality is a good thing. I'm all for morality. I'm all for good deeds. But that's not salvation. Christ is salvation. He said, all that come to me. The majority of people in religion think that they're coming to Christ when in reality they're coming to themselves. They think that they're coming to Christ by being religious and doing good works and being sincere. But the reality is, when that much focus is on the flesh, we're coming to the flesh. When all of our focus is on the deeds of the flesh and the goodness of the flesh and all about the flesh, we're coming to the flesh. Our Lord said, All that the Father hath given to me will deny everything concerning themselves and concerning their flesh, and they will come to me. They will come to my flesh. He said, whoever eats of my flesh, they will come to my works. That's what that means. God's people don't come to their own works. They come to the works of the Lord Jesus Christ. They will come to my body and my blood, the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ alone. He did not say, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me and their own works. He did not say they will come to a cooperation of me and them. He didn't say that. He said, they'll come to me alone, me, without the deeds of their own flesh. They will have no confidence in their own flesh, none whatsoever. And he said, when that happens... When one of my own gets so low on himself or herself, just so broken, so helpless, so needy that he or she has nowhere else to go and there's nothing else that that soul can do but cast himself or cast herself on me, on the mercy and forgiveness that is in me. He said, when that happens, when that truly happens, I will receive that soul to myself. I will pick that soul up from his or her low estate. Where are you right now? Are you in a low estate over your sin? Are you in desperate need? Are you in desperate need? He said, by my power, the soul that comes to me in that way, by my power, by my strength, by my absolute control, I will raise that soul up with me at the last day. That's who I'll raise up at the last day. Over in Psalm 34, it says in Psalm 34, verse 18, The Lord is nigh unto them which are of a broken heart, broken over sin, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit, a low, contrite, humbled, broken spirit. That's the evidence of a child that's been given to Christ. That's who God is nigh to. That's who the Lord is near to. Look at verse 6 right here in Psalm 34. It says, This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. It doesn't say, I went to the Lord and said, Lord, I did this, and Lord, I did that, and this is me, and this is who I am, and I'm ready to walk on in. It says, this poor man cried, cried out of need. 
This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Psalm 113, verse 5 says, Who is like unto the Lord our God, who dwelleth on high? He dwells on high. He is seated on the throne. He's sovereignly seated on the throne. Verse 6 says, Who humbleth himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in earth. He's so high, he has to humble himself to behold the things that are in heaven and the things that are in earth. Verse 7 says, He raiseth up the poor out of the dust, and he lifteth the needy out of the dunghill, that he may set him with princes, even with the princes of his people. That's who he does that for. That's who he does that for. That's who the Father gave to Christ. Isaiah 61, I just adore this portion of Scripture. Isaiah 61, this is the portion of Scripture that our Lord quoted when he went into the temple and preached. This is where he read from. Isaiah 61, verse 1, and this is Christ speaking. It says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn. Verse 3, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes. They come to me in ashes, and he said, I'm going to give them beauty in exchange for those ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. They come in mourning, and he said, I'm going to give them the oil of joy. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. They come to me in this great spirit of heaviness. He said, I'm going to remove that from them, and I'm going to put the garment of praise on them that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. That he might be glorified in everything that he has done for his people. There is only one way to come to the Lord Jesus Christ, and that is as a broken sinner in need. All who come to him that way, he said, I will raise you up and I'll bind you up. I'll raise you up and I'll bind you up. Back in our text in John chapter 6, verse 37, it says, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Do you know why God's people really come to Christ? It's because Christ came to them. That's the reason why. Christ came to them. He said right here, I came down 
thank God. I came down. Christ came down for all of his people. He said, I came down so you could go up. John the Baptist said, He must increase, I must decrease. The only reason John had a heart to say that is because Christ made himself to come down so John could go up. That's the only reason. Christ humbled himself so his people could be lifted up. Well, how beautiful is that? He said in verse 39, all of them are going to be lifted up. All of them. All of them. God has a people. God chose a people. God chose a particular people and he gave them to Christ. And the evidence of who those people are is they are broken and humbled over their sin. They come begging for mercy. They don't come in their self-righteousness. They come begging Him for mercy. And all who come to Him in that way, He's going to provide mercy to them. And He's going to lift them up. And not one is going to be lost. That's what our Lord said in John 17. Not one is going to be lost. Not one of them. Verse 39, This is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which He hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. None shall be lost. Verse 40, he said, This is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son, every soul which sees the Son, truly sees the Son of God and believes on him and has been caused as a needy begging sinner to cast his or her all on Christ for mercy, hath everlasting life has everlasting life. And he said, I will raise all of them up at the last day. What a glorious word of absolute control that is. What comfort that brings. Come to Christ. That is the command. Come to Christ. Come to Christ as a needy, begging for mercy sinner. That's the instruction to all of God's people. And with that, he said in John 10, my sheep will hear my voice with that command. They will hear my voice and they will follow me. And we do, don't we? We do. If we have heard his call, if we've been given to Christ and we've heard his call, we come to him. We come crying just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me. And that thou bidst me come to thee, Lamb of God, I come. I come. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Draw us nearer, blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. That's our plea. And I pray that's our plea. I pray that God has put that cry in my heart and in your heart, because if he has, if we are needy sinners begging for the mercy that is in Christ, that's the evidence that the Father gave us to him. I pray the Lord will cause that to be a blessing to our hearts. You have been listening to a message by Gabe Stoniker, pastor of Kingsport Sovereign Grace Church in Kingsport, Tennessee. If you would like a copy of this message or to hear other messages of Sovereign Grace, you can call or write to the number and address on your screen or visit 
www.ksgc.church. Tune in at this same time next week for another message of God's free and sovereign grace. Thank you.